Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the Bear of Texas, and let's welcome back Mr. John Misak, a.k.a. the War Bronco, a.k.a. the Pro Football Explorer. And John, you know that normally, if, if this was 10 years ago, I would be unhappy, but being the fearless journalist that I am, you know that I am ready to tell it like it is. Yes, you are, good sir, and uh, I expect uh, nothing less. All right, well, I got to know, All right, because we're, we're going to go through this, and I'm not going to hesitate. I'll be honest with you. I If I get death threats for, for what I say, you know what I say, John? I say, bring them on, baby. Lay it on me. Because if I'm going to tell the truth and that's going to piss people off to send me such messages, fine. So be it. Because I don't care. I'm going to tell it like it is. And here's the deal. The Dallas Cowboys absolutely suck. Absolutely suck. All right? Big time. It was awful. Right from the beginning, okay? And here's the deal. The offensive line was an issue coming coming into this game. But I'm going to be honest with you. As bad as things were for the offensive line, it is far worse than what happened to them, what happened to this game. Because I'll be honest, as horrible as the offensive line supposedly is, only four sacks they allowed, if they were that horrible, I would imagine that they would have allowed the quarterback to be sacked at least eight times. And that did not happen. Yeah, that's actually kind of a bit of a, a mercy for the Cowboys. That that Dak only sacked twice, and Cooper Cup got sacked twice. It is you know what Dak Prescott looked horrible. I mean horrible, but it's not just on him. It's it starts off part of it's on him, but if the wide receivers can't do their jobs, and if if Kellen Moore doing exactly what he does best calling the most atrocious plays at the worst times. This Everything we saw, specifically, for, specifically from the offense, this is exactly what I have said numerous times on this show, and I did mention this in the preview, did I not? You did. There you go. So for all those fans out there that, that still want to say that I'm a hater, I'm evil, I'm full of crap, by all means, tell me exactly how you feel. Am I still that way, or are you starting to think like maybe the bear man was right? Guys, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm not going to bullshit you. For me, for God's sake, how many times do I have to repeat the statement, I'm not fake news? I'm not going to mm-hmm. do what those other those what those stations are owned by the Cowboys are going to say. I'm going to speak my mind, but I'm going to tell the truth. And the truth is the offense absolutely stinks big time. Yeah, without Amari Cooper, they really looked like, as I mentioned in the past, uh, uh, on the last episode, I said that this could be like the 2018 Cowboys that didn't do anything without Amari Cooper. Well, see, you and you mentioned how thin the wide receiving core is, right. and that was fully exposed. Fully exposed big time. And maybe, okay— yeah. When I said at the beginning how the Cowboys absolutely suck, I think I should have probably just specifically that it's the offense that absolutely sucks because the defense, the defense did have a little bit of things 
that concerned me, the fact that Leonard Fournette had over 120 yards rushing on 21 carries, that's a little something to, that can't be ignored. Right. But I'm telling you, this is going to be a long season of pure frustration and pure disappointment, let me tell you. Oh, big time. And uh, just to say, too, your leading receiver was Noah Brown. Right? That's just – that's unacceptable. I mean, and that interception and, that Prescott threw, that was on him. Yeah, that was uh, – he really missed Antoine Winfield on that interception. Basically just uh, just snuck right in and just, like, picked him off. And Yikes. Major yikes. Major yikes big time. And, and, and the worst part of it is – Connor McGovern, an offensive line, went down, I think, on the first drive. And it, 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 right out of the blue, everything went bad. I mean, and Prescott was horrible the entire time. The running game actually looked good, even though the offensive line was bad. The running game still looked good. But you know what Kellamore did? He abandoned Never. it. He abandoned yeah. it. Okay. Uh, is it 18 to 42? The run... Uh, run plays and the uh, uh, to passing. And it's actually more, more surprising that Tampa Bay ended up being the much more balanced offense than what Dallas right? is. I'm actually Dallas, it, 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 that their offensive line issues did not cause them any problems themselves. No, only the two Micah Parsons sacks. That's about it. I actually got that pick, right? I had Michael Parsons as being the defensive explosive player, so I'm glad I got that. Yeah. Um, I think, with too, is like, they sit, you know, he got the sack against their starting left tackle, and then he got another sack from the backup. And that's pretty much, like, only the upside that Dallas had was Parsons. Right? Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, and it just uh, it it turned into a nasty roller coaster ride. Big time. I mean, Dak Prescott's quarter, quarterback rating. You want to know what it is? I have it on my screen. Mm-hmm. Well, let me see if I'm seeing what you're seeing. Fifteen point three. Oh, fifteen point three. Yeah, that's the that's see, the uh, that's the QBR. QBR. The rating was forty-seven point two. That's the one. I was looking at. Ugh. That, that is just awful. And I can't, like, for myself, I can't put the entire blame on Dak because no one in the receiving core was stepping up. Yeah, ex- and... that's what I, that, that's what I said. It's, it's on Prescott. It's on the receiving core. It, it's on Kellen Moore. Yeah. Yep, him too. But Prescott made the mistake on too. And I think you might have saw this when I posted this up on Twitter was uh, Dallas was really favoring the right side of the offensive line for all for nearly all their run plays. Like they did not trust Tyler Smith. They didn't trust uh, whoever was the left guard that replaced uh, Connor McGovern. I think it was Steele, Terrence Steele. No, he was the right tackle. Okay. Uh yeah, um, where is he? Where, where on earth is he? What the issue? Is he like, 
Matt Farnick. Okay. Maybe. That was the left guard. I can't pronounce his last name, but it was definitely him that took over. Hmm. And like I said, it was surprising to just see, like, I was watching the game thinking they're running towards where Zach Martin and Terrence Steele is, and they're getting some good yardage out of it. But other than that, it just looked like a complete mess. I mean, moving forward, I mean, as far as the offense goes, I mean, you don't even know where to start. I mean, because right now I'm like, there's probably no hope at all. I mean, this is not a, it's just a one game situation because a lot of Cowboys are saying like, no, this is not that. This is not, it's just one game. It's serious. Yeah. And losing Dak Prescott. Uh, that's not going to be pretty. Probably not the slightest. Oh, it was. I think it was. Uh, okay, I think it was. It probably Josh Ball that that took that took over. Well, or I think Josh nope. Ball was over at left tackle. He was oh. one of the left tackles, okay. but he didn't play left tackle. Hmm. I think Maybe. he played more on the special teams. Took 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 over. I don't. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm honestly not sure. But yeah. I think they should have just had Josh Ball playing at the left tackle spot and keep uh, Tyler Smith at the guard, just because that's where he's been primarily uh, played during the, uh, you know, during the preseason and during training camp. And knowing that they're going to uh, be struggling as an offense, knowing that Connor McGovern. And they were doing fine in the first drive. It just yep. all of a sudden they they just completely folded once he got injured. Oh. It's sad, isn't it? I feel it? bad for them boys. Yeah, I feel bad for them boy uh, for them boys. I mean, we 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 haven't even talked about the best. Well, I don't know if I said the, the the worst part within the best is the fact that Dak Prescott injured his right thumb. And now he's out for six right. to eight weeks. You see, yep. this is exactly what this is exactly what I warned Cowboys Nation about as soon as Dak Prescott got paid. Okay? Because Dak Prescott suffered that gruesome foot injury. Paying him was too much of a risk. It was a liability issue. But of course, the Cowboys mm -hmm. did what the Cowboys do. Well, Jerry Jones did what Jerry Jones does, rather. He paid the guy. Right. And I said, okay, fine. All right. Now that he's been paid, if Prescott is hurt and has to miss significant time because of the injuries, that's going to be an issue. Look at that. It just happens. <laughs> yeah. 16. Looks like the Tony Romo uh, experience. Except, to except Tony Romo always came back to be stronger than ever. I mean, the problem, the problem was Romo never had the weapons, never had the offensive line, not until 2014. Prescott's right. situation the Cowboys is not um, is is not what Tony Romo experienced. Because when Pre guess, again, when Prescott arrived in the league, Prescott yeah. had everything: the offensive line, the weapons around him. He had everything Tony never had. Oh I mean, yeah. Tony had Jason Witten and a couple of receivers, but Dak Prescott had an arsenal of weapons. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And having someone like, I'll say. If healthy, Michael Gallup is a very good option for uh, 
for uh, for for the quarterbacks, whether it's Tony or Dak. I do think when it came down to with the Cowboys is, you know, if they decided not to pay Dak, would you have taken the chance on another rookie s quarterback? I mean, they do have the receiving core, the run game, the O-line. Defense is starting to come into its own. But would you have taken a, a, a rookie quarterback? No. Say, I, I would have given Dak a new contract, but not not the, not the as high, not as the high-paying one that he has. Yeah, and I do think another thing is that when it comes to the QB market, the number is going to get significantly higher. So... Basically, you know, you're just forced to pay the guy whatever, you know, he wants. And it's frustrating, but, you know, it is what it is. Now he's out six to eight weeks. He, he's, he could be making his return against when the Cowboys go to Lambeau Field to take on Green Bay. <laughs> if the Packers have that same uh, struggle like they did uh, – Against Minnesota, I think you have a shot. Yeah, but you know, moving forward you know, with, with the schedule, and we'll get to that when we're kind of when we're kind of going going through this game. Right. I honestly believe the season's really the the season's probably just going to. I mean, if it's not up in smokes yet, I think within the next few weeks it is. The only teams I see that can be that could be a major issue are Cincinnati. The Rams, maybe the Eagles, and possibly Detroit if uh, that 35 points uh, from their offense is no fluke. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the Eagles, you know, gave up 35 points to the Lions, that's definitely a cause for concern. And the Giants, mm-hmm. you know, off the upset against the Titans, uh, Saquon Barkley is, you know, all of a sudden, Saquon Barkley, the Saquon Barkley that we that we hope to see when he was drafted by the Giants in 2018. That happened to be all him. So, mm-hmm. Although I was really hoping the Jaguars would somehow pull it off, but man, I'm telling you, pretty much the same. I think the hopes of Mike McCarthy and Cal Moore being fired, that's definitely gone up in spokes because the because of the injuries, the firings aren't going to happen. Such a cop out. So like when the injuries describe it, the injuries bailing you out. I mean that that's just like that's the worst thing ever, right there. Oh, big time, big time. I I like to get your thoughts on this. Is Sean Payton rumors? You buy it or you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I was saying you buy it or you uh, you buying or selling. Well, I actually did an episode about Sean Payne possibly coming. I actually did that um, not long after the Cowboys, you know, suffered that embarrassing loss to San Francisco in the playoffs. Sean Payne being the Cowboys head coach, I would love for that to happen. But here's the deal, John. Sean Payton is a lot of things. But you know know one big important thing that Sean Payton is not? Uh, An ass kisser? Exactly. He's not a yes man. Okay. Right. So the fact that Jerry Jones wants likes to pride himself on hiring coaches that are going to do exactly what he says, in other words, yes, man, 
I mean, if like I said, if Sean Payton became the head coach, then great. I would, I can certainly, I know I can trust Sean Payton, but the problem is, if he's not a yes man, it's going to cause some problems with Jerry Jones, and then things are going to go bad. I mean, we saw that with Bill Parcells, okay? Right. So and he comes from that coaching tree too. I mean, Sean Payton was with the Cowboys before. He used to be the assistant coach. As a matter of fact, a lot of people forget. Sean Payton was the reason why Tony Romo landed with the Cowboys because Tony Romo played at Eastern Illinois. That's the right. same. That's also Sean Payton's alma mater. So there's that mm-hmm. connection. So Sean, so from what I understand is Sean Payton had to. It was not easy, but he had to convince Bill Parcells to bring in the young Tony Romo in. Oh, for sure. And no, in numerous times, I was always. Open to the idea of Tony Romo starting a coaching career with the Cowboys, starting out as quarterback's coach, and then maybe working his way up to offensive coordinator position. But I think we all know at this point it's not going to happen because Tony Romo is doing a fantastic job at his current position, and he's really good at his job. Oh, big time. Uh, he's very uh, – it's very interesting I mean, to listen to his commentaries yes, on I mean, Sundays. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe his degree, he has a degree in communication. So so when you hire, when you, if you, if that's correct, if you hire the dude, you know, with, with, the, with that degree, who, you know, who studied it, of course, you're going to get the, you're going to get the best out of it. But, right. but moving forward, uh, as far as Sean Payton goes, I would love for it to happen. But if, if that happens... If Sean Payne were interested in becoming the head coach, and if he says that he needs to be given full control of the team without question or no questions asked, you give it to him, all right? If right. he's that kind of coach with this history, you, you got to get him control. If he wants to swipe, I mean, I doubt that he would, I would doubt that he would get rid of Dan Quinn, but if he was to get rid of some of the other coaches like that, then fine, so be it. But the fact that Sean Payne is not a yes man, I have a hard time believing that it's that it's true. I mean, for for all, for all we know, Mike McCarthy and Kel Moore, it's now clear they're probably not they're, they're more than likely not to be fired because of the damn injuries. Yeah, that's uh, definitely something that's going to hold them back if uh, they use the injury card to keep McCarthy and Kel Moore. I mean, I, I, I would. I was hoping that you know after this game, before before the thought of the injuries keeping them there. I would have predicted that Mike McCarthy would be fired, you know, on Halloween. Like, on the the day, uh, whenever the Cowboys play on Halloween, you would have been fired after that game. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, I I mean, if that were to happen, I would imagine Dan Quinn would be promoted to to the offensive coordinator position. The the Cowboys, on October the 30th, the Cowboys play the Chicago Bears. So Mm -hmm. I would imagine that, you know, if, if the Cowboys were to be embarrassed by the Bears at home, then Mike McCarthy would be fired, and then Dan Quinn would, would prob- probably be promoted. But, but again, the inj- the injuries are, are really going to tell the different story. They are, and I do think, uh, you know, uh, if they have to be stuck with these other quarterbacks, whether it's uh, Cooper Rush or uh, Will Greer, you know, yeah. it's kind of a tough tell as to like how they're how they're going to be good. I mean, Dak when uh, 2020, where he broke his ankle, you know, he made the offense manage to just stay afloat. But, but once he got injured, the team just, like, sputtered out of control. 
mean, yeah, exactly. And, and, and I, I'm telling you, you know, the I, I don't know. I don't I see. If you would have asked me this, you know, about Jimmy Garoppolo, because I don't know why, but Jimmy Garoppolo did come up in my mind. Like, could the Cowboys maybe make a move to get Jimmy Garoppolo? But we all know it's not going to happen. I mean, I don't even think the Cowboys can even make a legitimate offer to San Francisco to get Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo would be your better option of the uh, quarterbacks without Dak. But I don't know how is he going to get better when the offensive line is depleted and the uh, receiving game doesn't have someone stepping up. Unless, you know, Michael Gallup comes back. But... Still, it's not – It's you putting an injury-riddled quarterback, a good one, but a bad uh, uh, injury-riddled uh, QB behind uh, uh, an offense just, just looks stagnant. So, honestly, it's clear the Cowboys are pretty much screwed. For the most part, yeah. I would be surprised. Surprise if Dallas like if he does if Dak doesn't make it back for let's say Green Bay, I would not be shocked if this team only won two games, maybe three at most. Well, you know at that point at, at this point you're, you're probably thinking number one overall pick. Dude, I really thought that would be the Falcons, but they looked much more decent against the Saints of all teams, which is kind of surprising. Although they blew a 26-10 to 10 lead, I think. They did. I mean, That's typical all Falcons. About, all about blowing leads. I mean, 28-3. to 3, They blew that lead against the Cowboys in 2020. I remember that game very well. Now they blow, they, they blow that kind of lead. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But... But, but now you're thinking, so if the Cowboys do get the number one overall pick, and this is, well, we're talking about this way too early, but based on how shit could possibly go down for the Cowboys, I mean, who do you get? Who the, who, who who could the Cowboys get number one overall if they got that? If they got that? They can get an off one of the best offensive linemen. Um, I can't see a wide receiver going first overall. And... If you guys didn't have Dak, I think one of your QBs would have been a great option for you guys. Yeah. But I I don't know about first overall pick yet with Dallas, but this is a pretty terrible showing. I mean, right now, I definitely see top 10. Mm-hmm. It's, I say top five at worst, and... Maybe top ten at uh, top ten at best. It's just, it's just it's just so sad, but it's a but but here but here's the problem: the number one overall pick doesn't guarantee doesn't guarantee you anything, honestly. No, no, no. you got you have to make sure you are, you know, willing to build around that first overall pick. Most of the time saying that it's mostly uh, quarterbacks. Uh, unless you're a real good contending team that just has an off year or trades up for the pick, you, you can see the best out of them. But 
you know, you have to make sure that guy really fits in whatever you're doing. Yeah. Uh, it ain't pretty. It ain't pretty for Dallas. It ain't pretty, and it, it honestly could have been worse in this game because, honestly, I believe at halftime, to be honest, at halftime, the Buccaneers probably should have been up 28-3, to if you ask me. <laughs> but the I can see that. I'm actually surprised the defense, even though the offense was doing absolutely nothing, the defense was still strong. I mean, they did kind of when they when they they gave up that touchdown. You know that at that, that point, you know, they were overwhelmed. But still, I mean, only giving up 19 points, despite the fact that the offense did absolutely nothing, except score three points on the opening drive. You right. gotta you gotta salute that defense. Yeah, you can't take anything away from the defense, and uh, they they deserve all the credit they can get, especially against Tom Brady of all QBs. But the offense, yikes, major, major yikes. To be honest, I'm actually surprised that Dallas only had one turnover in the entire game. Right? But, you know, on the op- you know, on a couple of times, especially on the opening drive, you know, you remember when the Cowboys attempted that fade and then it, it cost them like negative eight yards? Oh, yeah. See, that, 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 that's what I'm literally like, like, oh, see, there you go. Kellen Moore already starting with that, with, with that damn play calling right there. He starts off strong. Then all of a sudden he decides, he, he decides to uh, start a, uh, to pull a fake, uh, try a fake move. And then, and then bam. And, and, and then we're, we're, we're pushed back. I mean, it's pathetic. It, it, it is very, very dreadful. And I, I'm just surprised like how they, didn't really use Tony Pollard the best they could. Okay, well, there you go. You, you see what I've been saying? Yeah, they promised this, they promised that. As far as Tony Pollard goes, and then pfft, there you go. It turns out, to, it, it turned, I mean, again, at that point, maybe it's one game, but there you go. It's, it, it's already started with, with the Tony Pollard being held back. Yeah, uh, eight touches for 22 yards is not ideal. But I'll be honest, Zeke Elliott, normally I'm very critical of Zeke, but I'll be honest, in this game, I'm not sure if really, if you, if you got to point the finger at Zeke, I mean, he only had 10 carries for, for 52 yards. I mean, that's an average of 5.2, so that's actually not bad. So Zeke actually did put in the work. He did. I, I got and, it. Uh, and it looked I, like and he was in shape. He did look like he was in shape, and despite the offensive line, you know, like that, I mean, he was, I mean, like I said, he was running. You know, on the on, on that particular side, but the other side he was running too, and things look great. But I mean, not every run's going to be good. But but you know, no. ten carries, fifty-two yards, averaging a little over five yards per carry. I mean, that was actually a good sign. But the problem is they they abandoned the run. I mean, you you had the percentage of passing game passing plays to running plays, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did say it was uh, forty-two pass plays. Uh, I could also say. 46 uh, counting the sacks to 18. That's that's a recipe for disaster. It Uh, is. I remember, and this may be a little bit off of Cowboys talk, but I remember the first game that Trey Lance played, 
and Shanahan had Trey Lance having the ball almost the same amount of times as the Cowboys passed the ball than running it with anyone else. And I thought, this is a recipe for disaster if this is what, you know, the coaching staff wants to do. They're a better run team. It just, uh, they didn't use it enough. They didn't. Now the Cowboys got to deal with with a pissed-off Bengals team, and it's probably not going to be well. I mean... I'll save that for our preview, which we'll do. Which um, we'll do uh, later this week. Uh, are you actually going to be available this week to preview the game against the Bengals? Yeah, if um, if my if my schedule uh, with some uh, stuff going on, uh, uh, you know, is, is all good, like I'm available, uh, I, I can definitely get on and uh, join oh, Cowboys yeah. talk. I said the audience loves you, man. And I appreciate so, the audience. So kind of wrapped up the uh, the recap. I mean, we didn't have to go detail by detail on the on the game because we all the talking points were put out there. But you know, you, you should l- let the folks know. Like one of your one of your videos actually actually got you know got take well it, um, it exploded in a way in a positive way. One of your one of your videos about I think your season predictions got views. Yeah, I I'm actually rel- I'm actually surprised that I got over a thousand views on that video um get uh just like doing the season prediction and just like getting over a thousand views is pretty mind-blowing to me like i've done some videos in the past where the most i may have got was like maybe 400 but that's only like highlight videos but for videos like doing discussions of like how the schedule is or how every team's record's going to be picking games, like seeing that much really surprised me. And uh, I can't, uh, I, I don't, I can't think. Uh, I just like, I'm so flabbergasted. I mean, it, it, bl- it blindsided you, didn't it? Didn't... It did. I was just like, you know, I was just minding my own business, you know, thinking of, uh, you know, doing a power ranking for each conference, and uh, you sent me this screenshot of the number of views that video got, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, because I noticed it first, and then I was like, maybe I should wait, because sometimes, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the view, because, you know, YouTube has a a sophisticated algorithm system, like, they can spot fake, they can spot fake views, and then if they do, they'll take them off, but then I waited, like, and I'm like, but if this happened overnight, then the fake views would have been found by now. I'm like, no, this is yeah. for real. Your your video got a legitimate amount of views, and I'm I, honestly, for me, I'm like, yeah, it's surprising. But then again, you did in fact make one of the one of the episodes of Cowboy Stock on YouTube. You did make that one, you know, explode big time, not only by the views, but the freaking watch time too. I mean, the the hours watched as well. So I can't. I mean. It's all of a sudden good th- good things could be finally be happening for us both. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, God, I'm I, I'm so speechless. Honestly, I I really am so speechless. All right. Well, just all, all I can say is you know keep up the good work. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep having you on. 
I'm definitely gonna have to. I, I, I really got to bring in my uh, other friend, the fiercely opinioned Mr. Josh McSwain, to this show. I would mm. love to have both uh, both of you guys on at the same time because the only thing better than two sophisticated, knowledgeable opinions is three. So that's just to uh, increase the pride right there. But uh, <laughs> anything you want to say to the folks, or tell them where they can find you, and anything you got up, upcoming that you want to share, go right ahead. The door uh, for you, buddy. So. So, um, first off, I, I want to thank every, every one, uh, every one of you for, you know, uh, for the, you know, support and for the, uh, you know, time as to, uh, listen to me and bear man talk about, uh, Cowboys talk and NFL, uh, related topics. And, um, from the bottom of my heart, I, Really appreciate you guys and thank you so much. Um, so what I have coming up is once the Broncos and Seahawks game plays, I'll be having a power ranking up with um, where every team is ranked uh, from two different conferences, NFC, AFC. Uh, rank them from top team to the bottom. And... Uh, every Wednesdays and uh, if uh, things get occupied Thursday, like early Thursdays, the game picks I do. And uh, you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Pro Fo- uh, and YouTube for uh, all the uh, uh, all, all the uh, stuff I'm doing. So um, You're over. You. I am really. I'm just like so flabbergasted when you mentioned I mean, about it. At the end of the day, like when I told you I was gonna share out your work, you know, I meant mm-hmm. podcasters. Yeah, because you know, it, it amazes me how so many people can claim to be loyal to you and they don't even mm-hmm. bother sharing your work at all. They make all the all stupidest right. excuses in the world. I'm sick of it. Like, even for, for our tribals, all of a sudden, some of these are, are getting numbers. It's because I'm putting the effort to share them out. And, and we're putting right. the effort to all, so. And um, honestly, I'm, you actually tuned into Third Down Thursdays, and you mentioned me. I'm like, you see, it does not take – it takes nothing just to be a Manny Award and just, you know, and check things out like that. I mean, right. at the end of the day, so. So thank you, John. And honestly, things are go- uh, uh, hopefully going to keep looking up. and. All I can do is just keep going, and maybe, and then one day the hard work all pays off. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, before I let you all go, I do got to give a message from my sponsors, and that's to remind you that Cowboys Talk is proudly brought to you by Fanatics, and that Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands from the NFL, the NBA, MLB, NHL, and so much more. So if you're looking to shop at Fanatics, just use Cowboys Talk links in the description. Start taking advantage of some of the best deals in the world and get your sports merch today. And for all you pro wrestling fans out there, WWEShop.com is now part of the Fanatic, excuse me, the Fanatics experience. So just find the link in the description, take advantage of the best deals, and get your pro wrestling merch today. And finally, Cowboys Talk is proudly brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Stream live sports and your favorite shows from CBS, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, and so much more. 
plans start at just $4.99 per month. You can even cancel at any time. So subscribe now and get a free trial. Just find the link in the description, set up your account, and start binge-watching your favorite shows immediately. And you can find Cowboys Talk on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. John, thank you very, very much for joining me today. And everybody who tuned in, thank you all very much, and I'll see everybody next time.